My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Tim Melly Talk. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Team Ellie Talk. I'm your host, Art of Tehari. Really glad to have you back with us. It has been a while, but we are back and ready to get down to business. And for this edition of Team Ellie Talk, we have a first-time guest. He is a diehard fan of Team Ellie, the national team of Iran. His name is Darren Yayahan. Darren, welcome to Team Ellie Talk. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, man. Doing good, thank you, man. And you know, before we get to our main agenda, for all our listeners, you know, Darren obviously is a hardcore fan of Team LE, but he's also been able to have the ultimate Team LE experience. And Darren, from what I know, I believe you have attended a Team LE match at Azadi Stadium in Tehran. Is that correct? Yeah, I attended a, a Team LE match at Azadi Stadium twice, actually. And they were World Cup qualification matches back in 2014 against Maldives and Indonesia. Awesome. Qualification matches for the 2014 World Cup. So yeah, against Maldives and against Indonesia. I clearly remember those ones. You know, what was that experience like for you? Well, I mean, I was pretty young. So I, I think I was like 9 or 10 when I was watching. And I remember Karim Ansari-Fire when he was like, I think he was like 22 or 23 back then. And he was like, he scored against like Indonesia. And I saw Ando Tamuyan score and Jabba Nekunam score. You know, it was, it, was a great, it was a great experience, you know. Yeah, I was excited. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but, you know, I, I hope I can watch it in more Team uh, matches in the future. All right. Well, really glad you got to experience that two times, actually. You know, going to Azadi Stadium to watch Iran play is always an epic experience. And speaking of competitive matches and what's coming up on the agenda, you know, the 2019 Asian Cup is rapidly approaching. Now, yes, it's going to start in January. Right now it's October, but but before we know it, you know, we're already going to be breaking down Team LE's opponents. We know those teams are Yemen, Vietnam, and Iraq. So, Darren, my question for you is, you know, how should Iran prepare for the 2019 Asian Cup? Well, I think, uh, I think uh, Iran should, uh, you know, they need to play, like, good teams for friendly matches and have a really good procurement in order to, like, you know, win the Asian Cup, obviously, because, you know, Iran, they don't really play against, like, the teams of friendly matches. They play, like, average teams, which I feel like they can play, like, better teams that are, like, you know, popular in Europe or even South America or Africa, any continent. It's just that we need to, like, get, like, good preparement matches so we could know what we could do in special occasions. So we're not getting, against, like, we're not getting to play good teams or, like, we're just playing like okay teams. We're not playing like good teams that are pretty good or good in the World Cup, or just in general. Yeah, I totally get you. I know what you're saying. And is one of those teams Uzbekistan? Because it seems like Iran has a knack for wanting to play Uzbekistan in a friendly match. I mean, something like that is good for Uzbekistan, but not good for Iran because Iran. I mean, yeah, Uzbekistan is an like average team, but. We don't want to play teams against in Asia. We want to play teams like in Europe or different continents because we get to know their playing style and we would know what to do against Asian teams, you know, which is, which is something I hope we can do in the future, not just in the World Cup. 
Yeah, of course, a lot of Team LA fans share that same sentiment. And yes, we do want to see Iran play against, you know, really good teams and friendlies. I mean, you even like take a look at teams like, you know, Saudi Arabia that played against Brazil or other top teams in the world leading up to the World Cup. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, it does get frustrating. You know, we want to see Iran play those teams, but, you know, it just seems like we're not, it seems like the Federation is not able to really, you know, organize those or, you know, there's also been one other rumor that I've been told about before is that Iran tends to play against, you know, certain average teams in friendly matches because, you know, they have more of a chance to win and it helps keep their ranking high. You know, what's your take on that? Well, yeah, it's always good to play against competitive teams that are, like, in top form. And, you know, a lot of teams like to play against these teams because they, you know, their rankings go up in FIFA or, you know, they, they get better as a team. So this is something every team wishes for or every national team. And, you know, most of the teams get it, but it's just wrong. I don't know what's going on with your federations, you know. Messi Taj or Ali Kafashian or I don't know whoever's there just they need to get organizing you know just adjust to this well getting organized you know that's a whole different you know can of worms in itself so I'm just going to go ahead and stick to the you know the football side of things but yes I'm totally with you on that one and you know as we're getting closer to the 2019 Asian Cup you know my question for you is which player would you like to see play at the Asian Cup for Iran that did not get called up to the 2018 World Cup? Is there a certain player you have in mind, or is it even more than one player that you would like to mention here? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, Iran has many good players that are, like, approaching rapidly, but a player I think we need to, like, see this World Cup is Sadek Mohadan, a player who plays in Croatia. He's a right back. You know, I think, I think he has a lot of potential. He's, he's young. But then other players, like, who were in the 2018 World Cup but didn't get the chance to play a lot or didn't play at all, I have two players. I think Salman Kodus definitely needs to start. And if we need, like, a super sub, I think Messi Torabi would be the perfect player because he, he, I think he's a really good, like, player who would come in and, like, you know, in the middle of the match and just make a good impact on the game. And Kodus, he... I saw him against Bolivia, you know, he was insane, you know, he was just attacking, you know, he had a lot of spirit and, you know, he gave the whole team confidence to attack and, you know, that's something I like to see, you know, he's attack, attack. And, and he was really good, you know, he was saying, like, an attacking man, you know, good news is just insane, but I don't know what Kairos is going to do, we'll just have to wait and see what he does. And, of course, we did see Saman Godus make appearances in the World Cup as a substitute. Clearly, you want him to be playing more, you know, big minutes, you know, starting at the Asian Cup. And you also mentioned Sadek Moharami of Dinamo Zagreb. I believe he started as the right back against Bolivia. You know, I think there's a lot of Team LE fans that, you know, not just Team LE fans, but in general, the Croatian league, you know, the top flight of football in Croatia is not really always recognized as a really good league. I mean, what is your take on that? Do you feel like that's something that's not really worth mentioning? Do you just, do you think Moharami is on a very good track to keep on getting better? No, no, no. So younger players usually like, you know, if you see the Croatian national team, like most of them started in Croatia and, you know, they played there for a few years and after they got big calls from big teams, like, you know, Luka Modric, the midfielder of Real Madrid, you know, he, he played at Dinamo Zagreb and then he, Tottenham Hotspur gave an offering, or, you know, many other players. There's just a lot of players, you know, I, I, too many to name. 
And definitely, I like your point there. And yes, it's true. You know, sometimes there are going to be fans saying things like, okay, you know, why are some of our young players going to, you know, maybe Croatia or even Russia? You know, but the bottom line is we want to see our younger players playing against better competition at an early age and not just get homesick, you know, stuck in the Iranian Pro League. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need to, we need to see more uh, Iranian players playing Europe, not Qatar or not really in Iran because, you know, this way if we play in Europe, we get better as a team and it's better for the future of Iran. And and I want you to say something about uh what Duke and Tarmi, you know, about like who should start on the left wing. Because in some matches I think Tarmi should start in some matches what Duke, just depending on the opponent. Because Tarmi is like a player who who's decent at attacking and like also really great coming back on defense when we lose the ball. And he's really good in the air, but Kodus doesn't have that quality because, you know, I think he's like 5'9", and Harmi's like 6'2", so, you know, and he's really good in the air, like split balls with Osmond, and that, I think that's why Cairo uh, started Harmi uh, in the World Cup, but I think there's going to be matches where we're going to need, like, to attack, or, like, you know, I think, and I think Kodus would be the perfect person for that. And he can also support Osmond and Jalmas, which is, something Osmond was not getting at the World Cup. And when he came in, you know, he had a bit of support, which is something K-Rush really needs to, like, change. I definitely like your analysis, you know, what you were breaking down about, you know, some Mongo Deuce. And, yes, you know, I would definitely like to see him start some games in place of Mehdi Tarmi. And, you know, naturally, we know Carlos k has a game plan. He's going to stick to it. We know he watches his film. But, yeah, obviously, as fans, we still want to, you know, put in our two cents and you know that's our job as fans to be honest and one other player you mentioned and of course I'm glad we're mentioning him now again is yes you mentioned Mehdi Torabi and you know lately it seems like not just lately in general it seems like he has this habit of you know scoring goals in friendly matches and I think I gotta say you know I was maybe a little disappointed that he didn't get any chance to play in the World Cup but at the same time, it was a situation where Carlos Queiroz, you know, has he has that problem where he has a lot of good players, a lot of depth on his squad. So I would think, though, in the Asian Cup, especially in the first round, I think there will be more of an opportunity to see Mehdi Torabi playing against, um, you know, Yemen or even Vietnam. Well, speaking of Mehdi Torabi, to me, he's like a player who would, like, would be a good, like, superstar, you know. Because we've seen many times, you know, he comes in in the second half and, you know, he makes a huge impact. And I think he's that type of player, you know, where he where he would come in in the second half and help the team and, you know, give them a lot of spirit and, and attack. And I think he's perfect at that. But I don't really see him starting. I'm not hating on him. It's just I think we have better players and I think he would be a perfect sub, you know. And it's definitely good to have him, to have some depth, by the way. You know, I've been a fan of Mehdi Torabi for a long time. You know, he's he's good on the ball. He makes he makes good passes. You know, he has good ball control. And he's also even dangerous with set pieces. So, you know, that's the kind of player you want to come in as your super sub. And I'm pretty sure you agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But, like, we also have another player to do set pieces, which is Samon who's really like who is, like, something like Torabi, but just, I think, a lot better since he has more experience playing in Europe. Torabi... He's just playing the Iran Pro League, you know. I think he needs to make a move to Europe or, like, Belgium or something. I don't know. Just Yeah, I want to see him, like, move to Europe and maybe he can get better and, you know, he may start. Who knows? 
And lately, there really has been this Iranian invasion of Belgium. Yes, I would like to hope that, you know, I'm pretty sure Mehdi Torabi has been given this kind of advice before on more than one occasion. And, you know, that case, like I said earlier, it seems like we have some Iranian footballers who get homesick, you know, they just want to be at home, you know, and be the star player where they're from. And, you know, it's, of course, it's that whole comfort zone. But yes, Belgium would be a good place to start. And we've seen that there's, you know, a good amount of Iranian players in Belgium. Of course, we're talking about players like Kaveh Rezaei, Mortaza Puraliganji, Omid Nurafkan, and even Ali Golizadeh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, speaking of that, Ali uh, Golizadeh, you know, he... He unfortunately didn't make it to the final squad, but, you know, I'm not really, like, mad about that. It's just that we had too many good players, and I feel like there wasn't any room for him left. But players such as Kuali Genji, you know, I'm kind of worried for him because, you know, he's injured, and, you know, he's going to come back mid-December. And that's a huge concern because it's always tough to come back from an injury. And, you know, I don't know. And Ruth Cheshmi could be shaky at sometimes. There, there's times where he's insane, and there's times where he can be quite clumsy or quite, like, you know, ridiculous. The defense. I understand your concerns. We got a lot of time, you know, before we get to Asian Cup. But you're right, though. It's a serious injury, and at times Cheshmi can be shaky. But, you know, the fact is someone is going to have to step up. And, you know, and going back to some of the players that are playing in Belgium, you know, another player that I want to talk about is Kave Rezaei. You know, he's playing now with Club Brugge, but I believe he's been dealing with the injury bug as well. I mean, do you see him being on that 23-man roster list for Team LE at the 2019 Asian Cup? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I really want to see Kave uh, Rezaei in the, in the World Cup. I mean, I wasn't, like, expecting him to start, but, like, you know, I, I felt like it would be good to have him. But in the Asian Cup, I feel like he could because we don't have Reza Ochanajan anymore. So, you know, I think, like, he would he would come in. And, like, you know, we have, and we have, like, other strikers, like, Osmoon and I'm sorry fired. And at the moment, I'm sorry fired is, like, unemployed. He doesn't play for any club, which is surprising. Like, I don't know why he got unemployed from Olympiacos. And then... We have Pablo Rezaei, who's really good for Club Brooklyn. Yeah, he, he's been struggling for a few weeks, but I feel like he'll come back stronger. You know, he played recently in the Pro League. You know, he played really well. I think he gave an assist. You know, he, he's coming. You know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what he does. But I think I think he'll get invited, you know. Now, going to the next part of our agenda, you talked about the other strikers on Team LA. You mentioned Sardar Azmoun. And as we all know, Sardar Azmoun returned to Team LE in the friendly match against Bolivia. And we all remember what took place during the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. He was receiving a lot of criticism. It led to his mom getting sick. And Osmond was very upset. And he decided to take, you know, uh, he decided to announce his retirement from Team LE. But he's back now. And, you know, and there still are a decent amount of Team LE supporters that have negative things to say about him. You know, what is your opinion about Sardar Osmond? No, Osmond's a really great player. You know, he has a lot of potential. I feel like he can be a top class striker in the future or in the upcoming years. But I've seen Osmond play, you know. Osmond, like, he currently plays in Russia. You know, he played in the Champions League. He plays in good teams like Bayern, Atletico Madrid. And, you know, he scored against them. He played really well. And I just, and if even, I even remember him saying that I want to move to a bigger club after the World Cup, like, away from Russia, like, maybe in England or something, or Italy, because he had 
an offer from Philosophy and I was like, yeah, why not? Why not? You know, that's it. But, you know, he chose, he chose to stay in Russia. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he feels more comfortable there. But overall, Osmond, he's a great player. You know, he's really athletic. He, you know, he, he played volleyball and soccer in his youth. You know, he, the reason why we see him, like, really good in the air, because, you know, he played volleyball. You know, he's really good at jumping. He jumps pretty hard. And I think he's a pretty good striker. He's only 23, so we can, you know, we can, like, develop him and turn him into, a, like, maybe Ali Dali. Which is something I'm hoping uh, that can happen for him. And great to hear the comparison there. I will say, yes, you know, maybe if he's turning into, you know, something similar to Ali Dai based on, you know, getting things done on the pitch, I'd say, yes, that sounds good. But in attitude and ego wise, I'm going to say, I hope he does not go in that direction. No, his attitude's fine. You know, he's a really generous guy. He has a good attitude. It's, it's just that, you know, People were expecting him to score at the World Cup. I mean, yeah, he did miss a simple chance against Morocco. I admit that, but you know, you're, when you're playing under the World Cup in front of a lot of fans, you know, you're under a lot of pressure. You know, I can see it's tough. You know, it's not, you know, it's not something so simple. You know, playing away from home, or you know, you're just in a huge place. But I think Osmond, you know, when he retired, you know, we know he was getting a lot of criticism, but he was. He brought his mother into this, saying that, oh, my mom is sick, so, you know, I want to take care of her. You know, I don't want her to pass away. So he brought his mom into it just as an excuse of why he was leaving. You know, we all know that everyone's got to live and learn. There's plenty of life lessons, you know, here and there. And a lot of people have been also been quick to say that Osmoon, you know, probably should not have been paying too much attention to social media. But I just want to go ahead and say it that I'm extremely happy he's back. You know, I've heard some Team LA fans say things like good riddance or, you know, I'm glad he's gone. But, you know, I knew he would be back. I remember when he retired, I remember posting on social media a picture of him. And I said, Sardar, we do not accept your resignation. But, you know, he's back. And I'd like to say that he's learned. I like to say that he's learned his lesson. And, you know, he has just been amazing for Team LA. And, you know, anytime he steps on the field, I always feel like he has the opportunity to score a goal. Austin was one of my favorite players, and, you know, I was happy he came back, you know, I knew he wasn't going to leave, he was just, he wanted to, like, take a small break from the national team, not play a few matches, but I think he did that the wrong way by retiring, because, you know, a lot of people were worried for him, you know, I know he, he's been getting criticism, but, you know, you know, he, but he did shut down the Gators, you know, many times, but I feel like, you know, no one should criticize that, because he's a really good person, and, you know, he. He scored many goals for Iran, and I think there's more goals to come that he will score in the future. Well, I am for sure looking forward to seeing Sardar Azmoun score more goals in the future. And you know, the fact is, we just got to keep on seeing Team Ali get better. And one thing, another thing I want to add about Azmoun, it seems like so far this season, you know, with Rubin Kazan, it looks like he's focusing more on, you know, getting more assists than scoring goals. I feel like he's really maturing and showing a lot of change in his game. Well, yeah, I agree with that. This is a, I mean, come on, man. I want him to like, go to Europe, like a bigger league in Europe, not Russia. I mean, Russia, yeah, it's good to play there, play for a few years, develop, and then, you know, move on. But I just want to see him, you know, like in the Premier League or like, Bundesliga or, like, I don't know, Italian League, you know, leagues like these. 
that's what I want for sure. Also, you know, you're definitely right. You know, that's what we need to see, you know, but for me, there's also been sometimes those concerns. Okay. You know, what if he goes to a top team in the EPL, like Arsenal or, you know, or even Liverpool, a team that he really, you know, teams that he would really like to play for. I just feel like if he were to go to some of those teams, he would get less minutes or hardly any minutes. And they would just like keep him on the bench and just, you know, loan him out, you know, but there's so many different possibilities we can talk about, but yes, but I am with you in saying that he's been in Russia long enough time to move on to the next level. Well, yeah, we're not saying to go like, you know, go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or something, but it's just like go to a, a top team that plays in Europe and, like, you know, you feel like you can start. But I don't know what team that is. Like, you know, we'll just have to wait and see the decisions he makes in the future. Darren, I would just like to thank you for taking the time to join us here on Team LA Talk. It was really great to have you to talk about Team LA, and I'm looking forward to having you on the show again as we get closer to the 2019 Asian Cup in the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. It was a pleasure. Okay, Darren. Well, once again, thank you. It was great to have you on the show. Is there one last thing you'd like to say for our listeners and supporters of Team LA, the national team of Iran? Well, one thing we need to do for the national team, we need to be helpful and, you know, just don't criticize anyone because that can affect them in the future because if they do, this will ruin our chances of winning the Asian Cup. I just, you know, we just need to stay hopeful and, you know, just support our players as much as we can and get them confident, you know. All right, I'm with you on there. And everybody, that is it for this edition of Team LA Talk. Once again, Darren, thank you for joining us. It was great to have you. For our supporters, make sure you follow us on social media. You know the handle, at Team LA Talk. We are available on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. And of course, you could also find us on YouTube. We got some new videos coming up soon, so don't forget. And also, check out our website. The address is www.teamletalk.com. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of Team LA Talk. I'm Artif Tehari. We'll see you next time.